Hey, Tobe, you know, every once in a while I want to go to Knoxville or Pella, and I have troubles finding a place to stay. Do you have any good ideas of where a guy could stay? Heck, I'd try the Turn 2 Lodge, bud. It's a house right north of the track. I think you can probably hear the races. You ain't have to leave till the races start. Walk down. If you're in the area, whatever, visiting anything, I'd check out the Turn 2 Lodge. Find it on the Airbnb. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I got the button. Hoagie's Garage. Take three tonight, Tope. Yep. You know, we mention that all the time. We'll be back with so-and-so and this and that. You suppose anybody even listen to these in order? Or just however they pop up on their phone or... I have no idea. You know, I when I do it, I kind of just, the first one that shows up, I do it. And, yeah, there's probably no rhyme or reason. So people are probably like, what the heck are you talking about? Take three. Yeah. But These guys, what are they, what are they drinking in their Diet Coke and the glass the other guy's got? Well, they'll never know. Yeah. We won't yeah. tell them. But anyways, this one should be fun, too. Yeah, absolutely. I always like visiting with them. Yeah. The Aussies, I, I enjoy them. They're a lot of fun. We've talked to several of them, and I love talking to them at the races. And Well, I love talking to everybody. So a side note on our, our podcast thing, it kind of tells us who listens. You know, Obviously not who listens, yeah. but where they're from. And uh, Australia is our second biggest one. Obviously, the United States is the biggest, but uh, Australia, with all the racing they do over there, um, I think we're up to five or six percent of our listeners are all there. from Australia. So um, that's, that's, who would that's really cool for us. There again, I mean, like we said the other, earlier too, the little old Lester Iowa is now in Australia. Yeah, and when we say little old Lester Iowa, we're talking it's it's like two hundred and fifty people. People, yeah. it's not it's not twenty five thousand, twenty five hundred. It's no, two hundred and fifty. And that people. might be if somebody's having a birthday party. That's what I tell people. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a birthday party and some relatives are in town. Yeah, absolutely. But, but it's so, growing. New development. New development. You want to come build a house, you come to Leicester, Iowa. The lots go for about thirty-five to 45000 instead of Sioux Falls. You know, we're <laughs> 20 minutes from Sioux Falls. <laughs> Sioux Falls anywhere from, I don't even know if you can get I'd, one for under 200 I'd anymore. I'd hate to guess. So, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, now are, we're advertising, so we better get back well, to the podcast. It's for the village, man. It's for the village. It's I for know, the village. Of I don't live here anymore, though. I live in Rock Rapids now. So, <laughs> but anyways, when we come back, or with where are we come at? On, now? Where are we at? Where are we at now? <laughs> I'm all confused already. What oh, am I drinking tonight? What time do you have to get up today, Tom? I didn't have to, but oh, I don't right. sit very well on the couch. Scott Baguski. There we go, Scott Baguski. That's, that's where we're gonna have on. <laughs> Bud, when I talk about wrapping something, what do you think of? Uh, Christmas presents? Well, that's true, but that's not what I'm talking about here. See, every day you go to Octane Inc., it does kind of feel like Christmas. It's not the same kind of wrapping, but man, it's like getting a present every time you go there. These guys wrap everything. Snowmobiles, UTVs, golf carts, race cars, trailers. To be honest, if it moves, they can probably wrap it. You know what? It doesn't even have to move, Tobe. They wrap my ping pong table into the Iowa Hawkeye football field, and it looks amazing. That is true. I guess they also do hoodies, T-shirts, and hats, and other accessories. Bud, what the heck are you doing now? Well, you never know. Maybe Brett wants to pick up some other kind of wrapping. I don't think that's going to happen, but if you want to give him a call in T, South Dakota, it's Octane, Inc., 605-213-8343. Again, that's 605-213-8343. All right, we're back at Hoagie's Garage, and we have Scott Baguski on. Is that right, Scott? Yes, sir, sure is. <laughs> That's good. 
That's good. How how you doing tonight, Scott? Oh, not too bad. I uh, just finished uh, getting loaded up and showered and uh, on the road headed north. I'm about an hour north of Houston currently. Where where are you going? Uh, we headed to uh, Kansas to race uh, with the Outlaws this weekend at uh, 81 Speedway yep. on Friday and Lakeside on Saturday. And then we're going to hit Devil's Bowl next weekend as well on our way back. Perfect. You bet. You bet. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Scott. Um, family, anything? What do y'all got going on? Uh, I am uh, 34. I had to think about that then. Uh, 34. <laughs> uh, obviously Australian. I uh, have one sister. Um, but I'm the only one here from my family, so it makes okay. it tough. I actually get to go home for, for two weeks in November and uh, see everyone and meet my new little nephew. Uh, he's just turned two months old, so it'll uh, it'll be good. It's always refreshing to see the family. Wait, wait till you get to be mine and Bud's age, and then you about have to write your age down somewhere so you can keep track. <laughs> I even sometimes I forget more often than I remember. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I even you know, was telling I, I teach PE, uh, physical education. I'm a teacher, and uh, I was telling all the kids I was going to be 53 this year. And my, my wife, uh, I was telling her that at home. She goes, you're only going to be 52. And I'm like, well, geez, that's Bonus. great. <laughs> well, everyone was just telling you how good you look for your age. So you <laughs> oh, you bet. You bet. Um, so how much of your time, you know, have I assumed you've raced some in Australia. How much of the time, you know, did you start racing over there or did you start racing in the United States first? Uh, no, I started racing at home. I, uh, we have uh, some wingless cars at home um, with, like, your uh, Buick V6 engine. So yep. I started racing those. I raced those for three, year, three years, I think. Um, won some races, and the goal was always to go sprint car racing. So uh, after... Saving and saving and saving and working two jobs and selling that. I came here in uh, 2012 was my first year. Uh, I went on the road as a crew guy for Johnny Herrera, and I bought my first sprint car and, and 360 engine then and uh, shipped it back to Australia and raced it down there. Okay. So have you been doing any double duty then? Or, it didn't sound like you were doing any this year, but, I mean, have you been doing the flying back to Australia for a while too then in the winter or no? Uh, no, I went back last year, but I had obviously the racing scene at home. You know, it's doing great, but it's it's uh, a quarter is as big as it is here. So you know, quarter is big, quarter the or less the amount of opportunities I should say. Yep. Um, it's just uh, you know, it's something I would love to. I'd love to go back and race at home. I went back in 2020 and raced the classic uh, for a gentleman who's passed away now. But uh, we won our qualifying night and ran fifth most of the feature before being taken out uh, with only a few laps to go. And I mean, that's our Knoxville Nationals. That's as big as it gets. So yeah. uh, it's uh, definitely something I'd like to go back. I feel like I have unfinished business there. Sure. We wa we like to watch them too, but we always have to watch the replays. <laughs> the time yeah, doesn't well, you really work. you got to get up really, really, really early. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So when, when you're in the U.S., um, you know what you are mainly now. Are are you driving strictly your own car, or have you been driving? You know, I thought this year you kind of been driving for some different people a little bit too. Or am I wrong on that? 
Uh, no, no, you're right. I have, uh, I obviously have uh, my own car. It's the, the black and blue 84. That's what we'll have this weekend. Uh, I've been lucky enough to drive for Brand Eichemer and Justin Giddings with the Dirty Air 25 uh, early this year. And uh, I actually, I got hooked up with uh, Shane Liebig and Liebig Motorsports from Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, maybe six, eight weeks before Nationals and uh uh, we clicked straight away out of the box. We had a lot of speed, um, and I was fortunate enough to get to run um, the majority of my busy part of the season with them. You know, great people, beautiful equipment, and uh, results were were always there. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and and you had a good Knoxville. Your four ten. You know, I mean, you, the hard knocks night and whatnot. You ran really good there. Yeah, no, we did. Uh, uh, our qualifying night, we qualified good, and uh, seventh to fifth in the heat race by just one car. It's happened to me twice before. It's probably the most frustrating thing ever. You can, I could like, I could have banged into the car if I wanted to. I just couldn't get by. Um, and then the same in the B feature. But no hard knocks night. We set quick time in the second flight. I uh, got out the heat race, started on the front row, and ran third. It was great. We got. I mean, that was personally my first. Four ten knocks on Nationals, a main star. Uh, Shane has done it before, but it's the first time I've done it. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's always fun if you can make it through them big races. It's got to be a got to be a thrill. Uh oh, dead zone. There, oh, we're back. You're back. Oh, Dallas, I'm sorry. No, that's oh, you're good. You're driving, so that happens. <laughs> yep. Um, no, I think that's probably the hardest race in the world to make uh, because, you know, like I said, it's just, there's a, you know, 100 cars there. Everyone's really good. Everyone has really good equipment. And if, uh, if you don't make the show, you have to wait a whole entire year to even <laughs> attempt to do it again. That's what's frustrating about it. you got to wait a whole year. Well, then I'm another year older and fatter and probably not as fast as I was a year before. So you brought it up earlier that you worked for Johnny Herrera's team. I think I also read that you maybe worked for Sammy's team a little I bit did. too. What, I did. What, I, did, what did you all do for them? Uh, so when I came over in tw I came over in 12 and 13 and 14 with Johnny for three months uh, and it was basically 12, it was just uh, him and I on the road with uh, occasional help here and there. 13, uh, he was driving for a guy out of Dallas, and he had a full-time guy, so it was uh, me and one other guy. And then 14 was the same uh, same situation. And then after that, I, uh, I went to Jefferson City, Missouri, um, with Donnie Cooper. Uh, that's who I bought my engine from, and... He, he did my shock program, and we became good friends, and that was when Sammy drove his car. Um, I was only there for the, the start of the year. Um, that was when the NSL raced as well. So okay. um, I was there at the start of the year, and then I'd slowly, by that point, myself and Kenny Woodruff had got my first race car over here put together and ready to go, and I went to Knoxville and raced, I think, five or six races there that year. And then after that, you've been basically a driver. Uh, yes, sir. Yep. I came back in 16, raced Knoxville weekly. Uh, 17, just kind of bounced around, pick and choose, and just did what seemed, you know, could pay the bills. Uh, and then uh, 18 was my first year on the road uh, with the national tour. Okay. And I did that for four seasons. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
So 84. Is there a reason why 84? Uh, yeah. Well, when I started racing go-karts, I was uh, nine, and they gave me 184. That They just gave you a number. Um, and 84 had been my grandpa's number years and years earlier. He raced uh, motocross. So okay. I dropped the one and chose 84 and went with that. There was a few years there where I was 28. Uh, that was Sawblade's number. That already started all of their marketing with that number. So part of the deal of us getting together was I had to run their number. So uh, once we went our separate ways, I went straight back to my number. How cool is that, though, that the number they gave you was, you know, partly your grandpa's number. You, know, you just yeah, had to drop the one. Yeah, Yep, almost, almost meant to be, I guess. But, yeah. uh, see, I had that since I was nine all the way up until 2018. So, yeah, 18, 19, and 20. Um, I ran number 28. Okay. That's cool. So you've been doing this for a little while now. Do you have a you have a favorite track or a couple favorite tracks you like to run at or? Uh, yeah, I really like Houston's. I really like Knoxville. You know, I don't think people realize how lucky they are to have two places as great as that, um, so close together. Um, you know, as much travel as I've done, I've been to some pretty average places. So um, yeah, I really like those. Um, uh, Wheatland, Missouri. Uh, ran, I ran good there. Really, either really good or really bad. But it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of tricky. I think I like the challenge of that. You know, it gets icy slick with a with a razor thin curb around the top, and then it kind of drops off. So it's uh, it can bite you if you get it wrong, but it's rewarding when you get it right. Yeah, you have that love hate relationship with that one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So it was always like that with Devil's Bowl too. It's one of those places that once you get it figured out, it's a really good time going there. But until you get it figured out, it'll kick your butt. <laughs> kick you square in the ass. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. So how do you describe your racing style to somebody? Because I would maybe say you're one of the absolute hardest racers that I've, I've seen. You, you give it everything you got every single lap. Yeah, no, I would, I would have to say that I'm a, I'm aggressive driving style. Uh, it's funny because the last few years I feel like I've backed it off a little bit, and I come in and everyone says, "Oh, you're ripping it." And I was like, "Well, I actually slowed up a little bit. Lucky I wasn't <laughs> running as hard as I could." But uh, you know, that just comes with time and laps and crashing and figuring it out. So yeah. I, I would say definitely on the aggressive side, yes. Well, we've we've been told before, and, and we knew it too. But um, sometimes you got to go slow to be fast. Yes, correct. And that's why I said that takes. But that's something that no matter you know, I had it told to me over and over and over by you know, you know, really really creditable races. But it's one of those things you have to figure out on your own. I yep. think. And in the last uh, uh, two three years, I have figured it out. You know, you'll you'll backpedal it and be able to go at the same speed as what you were when you were on the ragged edge. So, But like I said, that's just, I think it's something that no, no, no matter how much someone tells you, you have to kind of figure it out on it by yourself. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and you mentioned earlier already, you know, what your next two weekends are like. You got more races lined up for the rest of the year after that, or are we pretty well drawn her to a close? No, we're going to draw her to a close, and we're going to run these, these next four nights, obviously the Tour Devils Bowl. Uh, and then Lakeside at 81 this weekend, and uh, we'll get back to Houston and uh, get in the shop and start getting after it for next year. 
You bet. That's good. What What are the plans in for next year? Uh, we're not sure. Uh, um, working with uh, Shane, obviously, um, to try and uh, do some racing with him. He's trying to figure out what he wants to do as far as schedule. I mean, being as, being as far west as he is, it's, it's uh, there's nowhere close. You know, he can't just go an hour to a racetrack. It's six hours plus each way. So it's a, it's a huge, huge strain on him. But, you know, he loves it and it's done it forever. So... We're talking and working on some stuff, and then obviously the 84 will be back for some stuff in between, and and uh, there's a few other things on the table that just trying to trying to put all the pieces together. Yeah, so we, we shouldn't complain about a five-hour drive to Knoxville. So. <laughs> no, no he, uh, when he comes to Knoxville to bring that thing for me to drive, it's 12 hours each way. Yeah. And he, uh, he has his own business, so it's... Uh, it's a big job. He's oh, got to yeah. take Friday off and drive all day, and then he's got to be back Sunday. Then he's got to turn around and wash maintenance and work on the race car plus run his business to leave again the Friday after. <laughs> it, yeah. It, yeah, you got to love what you do or you wouldn't put in that much effort. That's exactly, just, that's exactly. What is. Yes, sir. Who, uh, who's all your sponsors? Uh, I Obviously, I've got a long-time sponsor, Scotty McDonald at Dissolve Loy. I've uh, been fortunate enough to uh, have him since uh, basically the start of my racing here in the States. Um, you know, I, can't, I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't have been able to do what I've done over the years without him. I have him. I have uh, Ben and Lucky Brewer from Black Spot Design in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, I met Ben a few years back, and um, he's just, you know, just great people. I, it's good to be able to surround yourself with such good people. Um I have them, and then I have, you know, I have my engine builder, lead Australian engines, and then Brad Benninger, momentum suspension, Cating um, Performance, mo- uh, momentum suspension. I already said that. Maxim chassis, TJ Forge, HRP. Um, you know, I got I got a small group, but I have a really great group. You know, they just they have my back no matter what. Want to see me succeed and do well, and do whatever they can to help out with that. You bet. What's uh? What's your favorite part of racing? Favorite part of racing. Honestly, it's hard when you've been out on the road to come off the road. I love going down the road, seeing new places, working in parking lots. Um, that, that always has been, I've always thoroughly enjoyed that. And being foreign, you know, it's probably twice as cool for me because, you know, I'm still a tourist at the same time. <laughs> um, I've loved that. Uh, obviously, the people, you know, there's, there's a lot of good people you'll meet, um, and obviously the racing itself. You know, I don't think there's a bigger adrenaline rush than than sprint car racing in the world. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. And we just watch it. We get we get an adrenaline rush out of watching <laughs> it. You know, we can't we can't even begin to imagine what it's like behind the wheel. So, yeah. well, I'm right there with you. I still get the same. If I'm not racing and I'm watching, I still get just as excited. I've always loved it, and it. Uh, I think once you've once it's, you've got that in you, it's stuck. It's gonna be, stay there. <laughs> You're stuck with it for life, I think. <laughs> I think so too. You bet. All right. Well, if there's anything we forgot that you wanted to bring up, make sure you let us know, Scott. But we're gonna get into some of our rapid fire questions. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's have it. All right. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, cookie dough. Cat or dog person? Dog. Do you have any hobbies other than racing? Uh, we, I used to always go to the, the lake with my family when I was younger, uh, water skiing. 
But, uh, you know, other than that, it always seems to be that the racing will always take over, and that's where we end up. <laughs> um, you have a favorite movie? Days of Thunder. Days yep. of Thunder. Do you, uh, do you prefer snow or rain? Uh, neither. I'm Australian. I don't like cold weather, but if I had to pick, definitely rain. I've only seen snow twice, and it was miserable. Oh, man. You should have been, been up here by us in Iowa last year because it wasn't just inches. It was feet up here it last year. It was I one get, of the, the worst ones I, I can to, recall. I got taken snowmobiling once uh, in northern Minnesota in February, and I've never been so cold in my life. They were giving me... All of these clothes and these pants to put on and jackets. And I was like, it can't be that cold, guys. Well, I was wrong. Let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah, and we're crazy enough to live up here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, if you were going to be stranded on an island, um, what type of music would you have to have along to listen to? Oh, uh, stranded on an island. Uh, I'm not sure. I like a bit of everything, to be honest with you. Yeah, I like, that works. I like old rock. I like country. I like fifties music. I like. I'm pretty spread wide. Well, that's well, good. That way, well, that way, when you're driving, you can always find a station that you can listen to. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so you're on the road a lot. Do you have a favorite place that you've come across to eat at? To eat at. I like, uh, so I'm not like a big, I'm not a big chain person. I would rather like a, a one-off hole-in-the-wall sports bar or something, you know. That yep. you, it's just a one-off. Uh, when I was in uh, Rapid City a few weeks back um, with the 10 team, they took me to a place, I'm not sure if you've, you've seen it before, it's called Sticky's uh, Burgers and Brews. I think it's one yep. in Sioux Falls. Uh, yep. and I like that place. That was cool. They had a... Uh, they had motorbikes hanging from the roof, and it was a good atmosphere, and I liked it. Yeah, I've been to the one in Sioux Falls a couple times. Okay, yep, yeah, it's the same one. Well, it's the same uh, chain, I think. That yep. that was a that was a chain. They didn't tell me that till after, but yeah. I did like it. I don't think it's a big chain, though. No, I I would agree with that. I've never in all my years I've never seen one before. So, yep. so, um, how about a favorite holiday? Christmas. Do you have a, what's, what app on your phone do you use the most? App on my Google. Um, how many speeding tickets have you gotten in your lifetime? Can I get in trouble for repeating that? <laughs> we won't tell <laughs> anybody. <think> so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a decent amount. There's a, never obnoxiously over the speed limit, not that, but you know, seven, eight. Seven, wow. eight, nine, ten over, you know, just trying to get somewhere a little bit faster and yep. you end up getting there slow around with a speed ticket. <laughs> uh, our record is in the 50s that somebody told us. So. Oh, yeah. my God. No, I'm not close to that. No, any okay. of that. <laughs> just, just so you didn't, I didn't want you to feel bad. You're not the record holder. Oh, no, no. He, uh, he definitely has that title, whoever that was. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and nobody's listening to this up for us, kind of, but uh, <laughs> what's the fastest you've ever actually driven on the highway? On the highway? I've been a passenger before with someone um, from the racing world. I will leave them unnamed, and they, it was 190 mile an hour, and I was Ooh! terrified. What were you driving? What car was it? Was, it? It, was a, uh, it was a two-door M6 BMW. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, that's fast. That's that's right towards it the was, top, but it, it ain't the records yet for us. No, I I was uh, I was extremely uncomfortable. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's it's worse when you're riding, I think. It was horrible. Yes, I agree, hundred percent. Oh man. Uh, yeah, that things are going by awful fast and blurry. <laughs> yeah, you'd see a car up ahead, you like, oh look, there's a never mind. The car's there it went. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite thing to drink? To drink? Yep. Uh, I uh, probably die. I drink if I'm not. I drink a lot of water, but otherwise, if I'm going to drink soda or anything, it's Diet Pepsi. Diet Pepsi. Uh, last question: If money was no object. Is there always been a car or pickup or anything that you wish that you could have owned? Yeah, at home we have a 1971 Ford Falcon. It's a, the model is a XY, and it's a, a GT. Okay. And it is, uh, I mean, insanely expensive now. So, but they are, uh, yeah, they were always as a kid. They were always something that it was the the pipeline dream of something you want that you'll never own. Well. That's Absolutely. all. It's, you know, that's why I buy lottery tickets, just in case I get to buy that stuff someday. <laughs> yep. No, nope, I'm right there with you. When yeah. I get that 1.7 billion, I can uh, I can buy whatever I want. Yep. You're gonna have one of them for sure. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott, thanks. Thanks for coming on our podcast. Uh, you know, we tried hooking up there for a little bit, and we finally got her done tonight. No, nope, I appreciate it. Thank you guys very much for the invite. All, all right. right. Best of luck on the next four races. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. You bet. We'll see ya. See ya. Brothers Trucking. Complete livestock hauling. A load with us is a load off your mind. Since 1979. Call Trim at 800-831-8553. That's Fulkins Brothers Trucking. Um, call Trim at 800-831-8553. And thank you, fellas, for being part of our show. Hey! Scott did a really good job. Yep. He was trucking down the road, going to, uh, where did he say it, Kansas? Yeah, wherever the outlaws are going to be now. Yep, so he's heading there, and, uh, and back we, to... we caught him. and uh, We only lost him for just a minute somewhere, if he hey, went underneath an overpass or something. Other than that, it came in really yep. good and clear, I thought. He did a so, great job, fun to visit with. We're super happy to have Scott on. Yep. <clears throat> you know, it's just always interesting having an Australian. Yeah. You know, it's just hard for me to imagine he left everything to come race. Just come over I here mean, to race, I, yep. I he's think, going home to meet his what is his nephew for the first yeah. time. He's two months old now. Yeah. So. so bless his heart. Hope he has a good, safe trip over there and back. And best Absolutely. of luck next year. Absolutely. Maybe we'll get to see him around here again some. Yeah, I hope so. 